very rarely is marketing instant success. If that was the case, there would be no marketing agencies. They would all be billionaires and everyone else would be like, what do I do? Share the secrets. <laughs> you, you have to test. There is no, you cannot force a human to do anything. Your marketing company can't either, but they can absolutely, you know, um, incentivize humans to do things. And the better the offer, the more the opportunity. Welcome to 7 to 8, our special series on 7 to 8 figure entrepreneurs. In this special series, I interview million dollars, some $10 million, and even some million dollar business owners who uncover their twists and turns in their entrepreneurial adventure in order to help you to avoid the potholes and stick to the fast track. Welcome now to Center Stage, our next special guest. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Tyler. Tyler, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Sure. I uh, currently operate a business growth agency out of Denver, Colorado. So what we do for business is we help companies look holistically at their branding, their offer, their messaging, uh, and then basically create an entire marketing funnel and strategy for them. And once approved, we actually execute that for them to help their grow their client base and bottom line revenue. Nice. So how did you get into business analysis as a thing? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I like the idea of exclusive knowledge. It sounds really strange. My entire background is not marketing whatsoever. It's federal law enforcement, <laughs> which is a leap. Um, but I love the investigative side. Um, I love the mischief side where you can kind of find out what others are doing and maybe comp competition would be a better word. And um, in this space, this space just really fascinated me because when you win and you do it well, you can help people create revenue, grow businesses, you know, help families grow as well by nature through employment. And yeah, so um, I was actually self-taught. I actually remember buying a masterclass, putting it on a credit card for like two or 300 bucks. That was a lot, a lot of money, right? At the time. And um, kind of self-taught SEO and ended up growing this bootstrapping it from nothing. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So now fast forward X amount of years, yeah. who, who are you working with and who's your favorite client? Who's my favorite client? I can't say that. Well, not the one, but I mean like <laughs> an industry. Mom, I, uh, yeah. yeah. So we, Fred, Fred's my yeah, ideal. Yeah. <laughs> He's my Fred favorite. We man. love him. Yeah. Um, I would say, so, I mean, who we work with, I, I'd say common answers are most people are going to put out the big logo. So it's like, sure, Pepsi, Brother, uh, Chipotle, we, you know, Melnet. We, we have a lot of larger organizations there. Organizations that I like working with, though, personally, are organizations that I'm personally fascinated with. Uh, AI, as an example. So we work with a couple of AI companies. We work with nutraceuticals. So one of my, one of my favorite customers, I'll say it out loud, is Quicksilver Scientific. And they do a lot of liposomal delivery systems. And it's one of the most efficient ways for the body to absorb, you know, nutrients, vitamins, and otherwise. And so, um, I don't know, but I, I love that stuff. I'm a science nerd myself. So I yeah. kind of naturally gravitate towards those industries, probably. I love it. Awesome. So tell us a bit about the journey that you take your clients through when somebody sure. starts working with you, kind of, and then <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. yeah, no worries. So I think it's good for, whether it's our client or not, just any business owners listening, it's really good if you're focusing on growing your own business. A lot of people, entrepreneurs, I'm guilty of this as well. Uh, we are quick starts. So it's like, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's go conquer the world immediately. 
And the problem with that is you can waste a lot of money and you can repeat mistakes that others have repeated. And instead of missing those roadblocks, you know, you just charge right off the cliff. And so, uh, which kind of naturally ties into our process. When we meet individuals here, before we talk about spending any money, doing SEO and SEM and all these acronyms that drive traffic, who are you? If I were to line you up in a room, and this is a good thought um, experiment for everybody listening, but if you were with 10 of your other competitors in an auditorium with 50,000 of your customers or prospects, and I gave you a microphone and you had 10 seconds to tell me why I should choose you, what are you gonna say? And if that is not hyper-polished, refined, and you don't know a way to pierce through the noise, and it can't be, we work with integrity and we're family-owned, and it's like, great. You know, and then like those things are good, but everybody says the same things. So we really help people dial in, like, what is your offer? What's your guarantee? Why are you different than everyone else? And where are you? Where do you have niche expertise? So once we take them through that workshop, then we'll design uh, campaigns, landing pages, funnels, and more around that. We learn how does your company work? I think a lot of marketers miss this too. It's like all they focus on is what do we do? Well, I'm going to drive you massive amounts of traffic. And I'm going to help you rank first on Google or whatever. It's like, well, cool. You drive them 50,000 leads a day. Were they able to handle that? Do they have a CRM? Do they have a sales team? Are they following up with those leads? So all those questions are what comes next. Uh, and then we actually, in addition to driving traffic and building out all the creative, we actually set up sales automation for a lot of our clients as well to help them automate that entire process. So it sounds cool and it sounds like great, you know, that's great that you guys are doing that, but it's it's for a selfish reason <laughs> because it's we used to only drive traffic and then we very quickly found out, man, people don't have the infrastructure to handle this. So let's automate it for them. And that's, you know, maybe in less than a minute, our entire process scrunched together. So, yeah. I love it. So talk to me about how you're, um, when you're working with somebody and they're going, yeah, we need more leads. And almost yeah. every entrepreneur will say, I need more leads. And right. what they're, they don't, they need better quality leads and they need some, those systems in place. So how are you engaging them in that conversation? Is it like, yeah, we'll get the leads. And then once they're in there, it's like, oh, by the way, your business can't handle it. <laughs> we need to actually sure. work on a few things or, or how does that conversation, how do you warm them up to that idea? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I mean, you, you get that concept right out of the gate. Some others don't. Um, and so like using word pictures, metaphors, those things help. And it's like, I'm just trying to fill up my hands with water and your hands are wide open. And so like the metaphor there is genuinely, yeah, you can just hit it with sheer volume, which gets really expensive and drive thousands of leads and spend tens of thousands of dollars a month. But if you don't have those proper systems, vetting tools, sales automation, and more to your point, you're just going to be throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticks. And so Ways that we kind of open them up. If they say, look, I need more business, I need more leads. Uh, we like to take a look under the hood first. Are you ranking already? How much qualified organic traffic? What keywords are they clicking to already get to your site? Where are they going on your page? Setting up heat mapping and human behavior monitoring. Are you aware that 99% of the people that hit your service page leave in less than 10 seconds? Is more traffic really what we need or do we need a better offering and do we need better placement and conversion rate optimization? And so holistically, we basically just offer them, you could call it a free discovery. Uh, we, especially if we're already working with them, of course, we're going to help them. But even for new uh, folks, you know, just over a 30 to 45 minute call, burning through their website, looking at a lot of those metrics and just, most of it's just education. The, the founders aren't dumb. They just don't know. 
You know what I mean? And so if you can show them the why, and, and then, you know, the, the good news at the end is, and you don't have to spend $20,000 more dollars a month to drive traffic. We can actually manicure what you have here. Um, so that's probably how we would start that conversation, just showing free value. Love it. Well, and, the, and it's so true that we just, well, entrepreneurs just don't know what we don't know, period. Right. Any right. human doesn't know what yeah. they don't know. But it, I think it becomes harder as an entrepreneur to admit that. And when seeking advice, how does an entrepreneur know that they're getting sage advice? Because, so I'll give you a, for instance, I know a lot of entrepreneurs are going, uh, you know, how long does it take for SEO to work? And the standard sure. answer is you got to look at it for at least six months. And they're like, well, you're just taking my money in that time. <laughs> like, no, sure. actually, we're looking at your site maps. We're looking at your, like all these acronyms that are, are right. back in lingo that people are like, really, are you just making that shit up? Sure. <laughs> so talk to yeah. me about how do they know who to trust when getting- Yeah, well, look, um, a couple things. So one, I'm the biggest cynic of this entire industry, bigger than anyone listening to this podcast because I'm in it. And I work, I'm one of the partners at a private equity firm and we fund businesses. And part of my job is to put, put together market analysis and deconstructs to go raise money, to go raise capital or to help a company with their SIM before they sell. And so why, why does all that matter? Finding a marketing partner who can clearly articulate the why, not just, here, here's another problem, actually, I would just encourage people out there listening. I would advise not to approach a marketing company and say, I need paid ads and SEO. <laughs> You're telling them what to sell you right out of the gate. You may not actually need all of those things. Paid ads aren't for everyone. SEO is not for everyone. You need somebody to surgically diagnose who you are and what goals you have. And then they need to tell you what you need or what they'd recommend based on data. And that data needs to make clear sense to you and not be convoluted in acronyms. And so what we do is we just ask, what are your objectives and goals? Most people are like, well, I wanna get more leads. Great, what do you sell? Oh, you, you just actually mentioned 10 things that you sell. Give me the top three that make you the most money and keep the lights on. Not the nice to haves, but like, this is the stuff. Like, okay, here's the top three. Great. Let's do real-time keyword research right now while you're on the phone, which I do with people. Did you know 14,000 people a month are looking for exactly what you're selling in these areas? Have you marketed there yet? No, I'd love to reach them. How do I reach them? Well, you know, it's $5 a click. Could be expensive, may not. You know, or we could rank for that. And since it's a level, so we actually run people through competition metrics. Why does SEO take six months? Why do people just generically say that? You can give them the Google answer. All this is public online, by the way. But the real answer is like competition. If something is a level 98, which is the same as Google right now, like us going out and trying to take over the word Google from Google, not going to happen. And by the way, heart crushing news, CBD is 95. It's only three points lower than Google. So when people are like, I just started a CBD brand. I want to conquer the world. I'm like, you need 55 grand a month to do that. And it's going to take two years. Are you ready? <laughs> so it's like, but you can back up and say, well, what kind of CBD? And so what we do is we walk people through those specific things. So sticking on that, maybe it's a topical, maybe it's a painkiller. And so when you have like painkiller lotions with CBD, only 200 people a month search for that, but it's significantly easier to win that traffic versus just the term CBD. So we tell them the why, and it's got to be backed by data. And at the end of every discovery that we do for free, like 
people get it and they feel more confident about a buying decision instead of just paying a marketing company in perpetuity to buy mystery black box acronyms. So that's how you might know that a marketing company is full of crap <laughs> or they actually know what they're talking about. It's like, how much are they willing to handhold you and help, help you understand your own world and what you need to be? Some of those people may not choose us and that's fine, but at least they're more educated to shop now better. And um, lastly, live reporting. We give 24 seven live reporting. So it is true that if you're a brand new company, Google has no idea who you are. Maybe you're on page 100, page 30, month two, you're on page 15, month five, you're on page one. 80% of traffic doesn't even go past page two. So it is that effort that you referenced, but they should be able to show that. Like, hey, look at all these keywords moving up the second we hit front page, you're gonna get all this traffic. So education, clear attribution, and free value up front. If they're not offering those things, I would run. <laughs> so, thanks. Another thing I find when uh, working with SEO is that oftentimes entrepreneurs will say, "Hey, I want to be, you know, high ranking for this," and then we go, "Okay, well, we're going to do that," and then we find out that no, you don't actually want to be high ranking for that because you're not getting the traffic you want at all. <laughs> in fact, you're yeah. getting you're either getting tire kickers or you're getting somebody that's interested right. in something completely different. Um, when it comes to kind of that conundrum, how do you, I guess, how do you position it ahead of time that, hey, this may happen. You don't necessarily really want this ranking. And we may find that you're not getting kind of the quality of what you're looking for. And we're going to have to play with this. Like mm -hmm. that mystery of it's part art, part science, part <laughs> black magic. <Sure. laughs> Whatever yeah. It is. yeah. I like to, I like to fail fast. So I am not a huge advocate for right out of the gate, let's just go after SEO keywords that we think we want and then wait six months to find out it was a bad decision. Unless you're in a highly compliant or restrictive space like CBD and you can't run ads, I'm a huge advocate for running paid ads because what I can do right out of the gate is, and I'll also insert, there is a conundrum. We have all of the tools, all of the data and more. Sometimes partners come to us, they're like, I wanna rank for, best Denver hot tubs. Do you? There's only two people a month that search for that. And that's you, man. Like it's not going <laughs> to right. Seriously. And so there is the whole, as long as we're communicating that, I'll do whatever people want. You know what I mean? Like if they want to rank for that, but I will tell them you're going to make no money and here's why. And data says that. Separate from that, I think what you're asking is like, how do we not have to wait that long and just wing it? And then what happens if it's a bad decision? I would rather, let's go buy Best Denver Hot Tubs or whatever that is, create a qualified landing page that's really optimized with a cool offer and run traffic as quickly as we can for the next two weeks to four weeks, preferably 60 days. But, and now we can learn. We don't have to wait six months and wait until we finally earn Google's trust and rank. We can know very quickly what converts and what doesn't using paid ads and a really creative offer. Then we can apply that to SEO and go conquer the world the next six months. And we know that it's going to convert. So that's kind of how we handle that. I think it's starting off on the right foot to begin with is, is the way to keep that relationship great. Nice. Let's talk about kind of your typical bricks and mortar sort of companies and sure. bringing them online and kind of wrapping their head around, how do I get my business online when I sell manufacturing fans? Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's B2B. Nobody really goes in looking for them or, you know, how yeah. do you kind of wrap their head around this transition? So two things on that. 
we work with a lot of SMB and geographically focused uh, companies is what we would call them. If you run EOS or traction, anybody out there listening, like our VTO is, you know, companies between one and 20 million that are geographically, like we have this whole spiel, but um, what I would tell them, so if they're in the manufacturing space, they have a product no one is searching for. They have a local retail store. Maybe it's a walk-in, maybe it's just a warehouse. They don't want anybody to walk in. What the listeners should know is there are other non-conventional ways of marketing using digital. Everybody thinks about inbound. So that's the, literally the equivalent of you and I fishing, waiting for people to type in a keyword and then finally bite on our ads and then come in. Well, if nobody is fishing for your fans in that scenario, it's like, shoot. So what we would do is through that workshop, we'd actually define, again, the profile. Who do you target? Maybe we find out for some reason. There is actually a company. I, I don't know if it's in Canada or in the States, but it's called Big Ass Fan Company. Yes, they are Canadian. Yeah, yeah. They're international sales. And I found that out because I was standing in an airport in Costa Rica, I think, yeah. looking at it going, that's a hilarious marketing. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Like, man, that is a big ass fan. So <laughs> big ass fan. Yeah, they're all they're in all the Costco's and all that stuff in the States yeah. here. But it's like that's a prime example. Now there's probably enough industry knowledge to where Costco's and more, they know that these people exist, but what we need to be doing is if we worked with them, we'd actually say, let's do an outbound campaign, not inbound. We are going to go out to your customers against their will and show them that you exist, right? And so once we have that profile, whether by title, company size, warehouses, whatever your criteria is, we can actually set up filtering mechanisms for advertising to go out. We'll find those leaders. We'll find the decision makers. We'll just blast them. And then back to the offer. Driving traffic and driving visibility is the easy part. Believe it or not, there's a lot of tools to do that if, if people are so inclined. We are. But then it's like, great, you get in front of the decision maker for Costco. How are you going to convince that person in less than 10 seconds to consider giving you the contract for every Costco in the entire region, right? Like that's a big decision. That's where that, that loss leader or that tripwire or that thinking happens. But I mean, that's what we would do even for the fan you know, example that you'd said is go out, create an offer on a landing page and drive individuals through and test it. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. So let's talk about kind of the transition, the business levels, if you will, like in, in my experience, you know, starting up and getting that first hundred thousand is, you know, okay, great. We got that. And in some cases, depending on what they're selling, that could be, you know, two weeks, <laughs> it could, be, it could be a year and a half. Um, and then we hit, you know, the kind of 250,000, then 500,000, then a million, then 2 million, then 5 million, 10 million. Right. What are those stages for you and how do you differentiate them? What kind of aspects of business are you looking at? What becomes most important at those steps? That was 20,000 questions. Feel free. You're good. I got it. <laughs> yeah. And, and just so you know, I don't, we didn't cover this as much uh, before the call, but I've, yeah learning how to do these things and working in mergers and acquisitions space for a couple of years, I've built and sold four other companies in the last two years. So growing a company from zero to a million or zero to 5 million in less than a year, it definitely has like systems, right? And so I, I still think I'll just walk through an experience share for me. And by nature, I think that'll give people the value, but thinking and planning before going is the most important um, I think KPI or, or thing that will dictate success. And so what that means is there are passion project companies. And by the way, I'm not, don't want to kill any ideas out there for any listeners, but it's like, there are passion projects. Like I'm going to make 
you know, vegan soap out of my home. I'm making this up on the spot. And I'm just going to sell it to the world and get rich. It's like, well, we should conduct a lot of keyword research to see if people are even looking for that. One. For two, if they are, is anyone else in the space? Because competitors are actually good. That means you've validated the space. It's like, it works. There's other people doing it. Okay, so great. We have competitors. What are they doing? What are they selling? And then three, it's like, how expensive is this to compete? You can look up the average cost per click, pull in a marketing company like us and make them work for you for free to give you free research to maybe hire you, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes for people listening in. Like, <laughs> seriously, they'll give you a lot of free information. And so those are the types of things that I do personally right out of the gate to make sure that before I do this business, one of the businesses we built and sold was a hot tub company, Endeavor, and found out 14,000 people were looking for hot tubs each month and there's no, nobody really dominating the space. So we created that company. I know nothing about hot tubs, by the way. Now I do, but <laughs> so fast forward, assuming that the founders have, have done that type of research, they've validated their space, there are people looking for it. Um, then we move into, great, so we have the idea, presumably we have some capital, and if not, you might be going in debt or something like that, that's not uncommon. Um, I would say second, looking at financing options. <laughs> so again, this is weird, because I know, you're, you know all the listeners are like, tell me how to grow from marketing. Like we, we can get there, certainly, but they're in the States, at least there's SBA loans. They're amortized over you know, 10 years. And if you qualify or personally guarantee property or certain things, there's always levers. Now, now you have more cash flow opportunity. You have all your money up front, but you don't have to pay it back for 10 years. Um, it's like that's really smart too, because if somebody just loads it on an Amex, they're paying 30% now with rates. It's like you have a really short runway to figure out your business. And marketing is necessary. And very rarely is marketing instant success. If that was the case, there would be no marketing agencies. They would all be billionaires. And everyone else would be like, what do I do? Share the secrets. <laughs> you, you have to test. There is no, you cannot force a human to do anything. Your marketing company can't either, but they can absolutely, you know, um, incentivize humans to do things. And the better the offer, the more the opportunity. So what I would ask you actually is like, there's three different things I think of in terms of growth. Are you referencing to, you know, how do you hit a million or 5 million in the first year top line? Are we talking about bottom line profit or are we talking about company evaluation? And if you want me to address all those, I can do it quickly, but I just wanted to ask you if you had any preference. <laughs> I love having conversations with people like you. Cause yes, okay. <laughs> so go through all of those. Yes. Because okay. the, the, the premise kind of of the show is to be able to help people to demystify what it takes to be able to create a million dollar business. Yeah. And I think it's important to understand that there are those three right. elements that you're looking at. And the biggest um, misdemeanor in business is I have a million dollar business, therefore I'm successful. And it's like, if right. you're running at a deficit of 1.3, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah so talk to me. Yeah, just for language for everybody out there, top line is basically everything references a PNL. So that's like gross, right? Uh, I sold a million dollars last year in hot tubs. So that's top line. Bottom line is I only profited 200 grand. So that's actually my profit. So right, difference between top line and bottom line, but company evaluation is, and the best way to look at this is through the lens of real estate. If you go put your house up on the market today, your realtors are going to pull comps. That's just a fancy term for what are the houses around you selling for? And then 
are those houses around you? Do they look as nice as yours? Because if you've done an entire renovation, maybe you're going to get a lot more, you know, a better evaluation. Companies are sold or evaluated in the same manner. So all the hot tub stores around us in the surrounding states might sell for three to five X multiples on EBITDA. And in English, that means like simplified, we could use a simple term like net profit. So if I only sold or netted 200 grand, you know, and all of the bankers out there are going to correct me on this, but trying to keep it simple, you might take 200,000 times three or five X. So what that means is like, if I, if I have a million dollars in sales and I profit at 200K, multiply that times five, it's like, I have a million dollar business. Or if it's only multiplied times three, I have a $600,000 business. So what your company is worth if you went to sell it tomorrow is obviously significantly more if you're in the black, if you're profiting than it, than it is if you are just counting cash flow today. So I like looking through that lens because I actually build companies to sell them mostly. Uh, it's more exciting for me because I can profit only 200 grand, but if it's trading at 5X, I immediately have a million dollar evaluation and I can go make a million bucks selling it. And so just having uh, a book that I throw out there is like built to sell. I'm not a huge fan of the audiobook. You guys can buy it and find out why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little different. It's kind of theatrical, but it's good. It's like build your company. Basically, the premise is two core things. One, so it runs without you someday, or you will have built yourself a prison and a worse full-time job. Um, and then the second thing is build a company that has processes mapped out on paper, old school, like can be a doc or some sort of a digital form, but anybody can pick up that paper, follow these steps, and they can deliver the same product or service that you have. And so those are the biggest things I'd always think about on how to grow um, quickly and well. Um, I'll pause there and then I can move into marketing if you want on quick, quick wins, but yeah. Absolutely. Because I was, I was going to go, a lot of people don't understand that the processes themselves are going to be unique to the business and, right. um, and you kind of want them to be. Yes. <laughs> um, but then there's also some elements of best practices that you want to incorporate because if it's a little too unique, you're like, sure. mm, all you needed was a wheel and that was invented a couple of thousand years ago. Like, let's right. <laughs> move on. Right. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, so uh, there are some of the basics, right? It's always yeah. good for companies generally in 99% of the time to have a well-communicated website. So what does that mean? It actually doesn't mean 5,000 pages and 58 blogs a month and all the stuff that you hear. It really doesn't. It means that if a five-year-old or your grandmother can't go to your website and very clearly understand what you're doing in less than 10 seconds, you're doing it wrong. And I don't care what you do, genuinely. It's like, well, we do liposomal research. We sell liposomal glutathione. Well, can you clearly articulate that glutathione is an antioxidant and it also helps, you know, A, B, and C, like bulletize things, bullets. I love bullets personally. If I go to a website, major call to action, here's who we are, you know, and then the bullets right beside is here's why that matters and what benefit that brings to you. And maybe there's a little video, which goes a long way. Um, so clearly defined website, what you do. If you're unsure, if people understand, go find strangers, pay them, join a group, you know, join a local, um, you know, municipality or, or an EO or a YPO or whatever group is, you know, business group in your backyard and ask them, take them out to lunch. Like, what do you think that I do? And do not 
try not to bias them. Don't give them any heads up and you're gonna get some brutal honest answers and that's what you want. And so website, clearly defined, easy to understand. Secondly, I, I always believe in building and some of the SEOs will disagree with me out there, but always put your business on your business directories. Yelp, white pages, yellow pages, Google My Business is the top one right now. And some of that manufacturers, big ass fan companies. Why would I put my manufacturer, like my, my address on Google? I don't, I don't need people coming here. I don't benefit from local business. I sell shoes online and don't even have a real you know, office. It is important because Google favors local business. So think about it this way. Walmart.com or Target should be ranking for everything. They sell everything. Why would your shoe company show up before Walmart? It's actually because you've communicated to Google that you are local and, and they favor local. And so even if you don't have a storefront, you can convert those things into service areas. This is a longer explanation, but it's like, you can hide the address. It's not the point. The point is showing Google that you're not a college student creating a fake website to pass a class. You are in fact a business because you're in the business directories. So those are two basics right out of the gate that every company should do no matter what industry you're in. Um, and and that, that'll go a long way. <laughs> so nice. I love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. So what do you think are, you had mentioned uh, my question, what do you think people have to focus on in order to be able to grow and scale their businesses mm -hmm. if they're struggling to do so right now? If they're struggling to do so right now, I would, I, I like to ask some questions right out of the gate. So one, how did you how did you grow in the past so if you have a startup and you haven't grown at all like that's a separate conversation did we skip step one did you research if anybody's even searching for what you do and if it matters because you and i might love vegan soap if no one else does we may not have a company <laughs> and then we have to go against big soap right and like that gets really difficult um you can reposition your company as like a philanthropic venture, maybe you donate X percent to Y, and now people are buying your soap because of a cause, not because of the soap. Like there's ways to kind of help companies in that way. Mm -hmm. But again, assuming that they've already done research and, and, and it is a viable company, they're like, shoot, the economy or this or that or whatever. Um, that is when the lazy answer is shop around for a marketing company, but don't commit to anybody yet. Like genuinely, it'll be a little gruesome interview five of them. I have this company. Here's my goals. Can you tell me what to do? Like literally map all this out for me. Tell me how much you charge when you think you could get results and why and back it by data and look for those companies that are genuinely. And, and by the way, I'm not just recommending nuclear, right? I'm telling you like in every company. So you can really, what you're doing is you're training yourself to understand consistencies. Wow. Everyone said I should do paid ads as an example on Instagram because we're selling vegan soap and my soap's cool. You know, it looks great. And, and these image heavy ads are gonna do a lot better than this generic Google text ad, vegan soap. So like, it's like a NBA in marketing on, you know, on an accelerant. And so interview five, pull out all of the commonalities, all five recommended A, B, and C. Who did I like best? Score them. You know, charisma, sure, but also like data. Did I understand what they said? And then genuinely, can I afford this? And so, I mean, like that, I don't think that you can replace that on your own. You're, you'll bang your head against the desk watching YouTube all day, trying to figure out how to SEO your website. It's a waste of your time. And I'm like, with encouragement, <laughs> it doesn't sound encouraging, but if I need an attorney or an electrician, 
I'm not looking on YouTube to do all this stuff and trying to get my journeyman's or my master's. There is, there is nothing that's going to replace the bar exam. You know what I mean? Like, so you can know enough to get dangerous, you know, to be dangerous uh, interviewing some of these companies, but that's the first thing I'd look at. That will give you a lot of ground to at least start and validate. Should I be doing this online or should I not? Um, because businesses that are only referral based, if that happens to be a listener out there, like that's a separate conversation. And there are things you can do. You can go market to find affiliates instead. We, we do that. That's how I grew my company so quickly. Nuclear networking. I didn't go door to door and go, you know, plumbers, roofers, and med spots. Do you need marketing? No, I went to, I went to web design firms. Hey, you guys do beautiful websites. I have clients who might need them. You have clients who might need marketing. Can I give them some sort of free value right out of the gate to be a part of your offboarding? Here's your beautiful website tied up in a bow. Oh, and here's nuclear networking. They'll give you a free competitor deconstruct and free information. You might want to market your website so people see it. So that's finding other businesses that work with the same audience you do is in, in forming partnerships. That's a really great way to grow your business quickly. Nice. So talk to me about nuclear networking a little bit more of what is it and who's it for? Sure. Um, nuclear networking is yeah business growth agency. And I intentionally say that not just for pretty sparkly marketing purposes, but genuinely SEO and SEM companies, marketing companies are a dime a dozen. We grow businesses <laughs> and it's not just by doing SEO and driving traffic. It's like all the things we've been talking about on this podcast. It's like, we are your thought partners first and foremost. You need thought partners. You need people to bounce ideas off of and to challenge your position, help you think differently. People who study this stuff day in and day out, when you're, when you're paying marketing staff, you know, from entry level all the way up to your hundred, $200,000 roles or more a year, the likelihood of you finding one person like that and hiring them at your company and then being able to afford it for one. And then for two, they, they likely will only have expertise in one area. You're, you're going to need creative and funnels and thought partnership and strategy and SEO and paid ads. It, it's really hard to find that expertise at the cost efficiency outside of a, an agency. Um, so that's just, I don't know, I keep hitting that home, but whether it's nuclear or not, that's something that's really important. And, and we try to position ourselves as that entire fractional marketing department, including a marketing manager, right? Because we will help you dictate strategy and more. I think that's where a lot of other companies fall short too. It's like, tell me what to do. What keywords should I rank you for? It's like, you, you're the marketer, aren't you? Like, it's a little concerning. Are you just going to do what I tell you to do? I'm looking for partnership, right? And so we serve businesses. Again, um, we do really well with, with organizations that benefit from a geographically focused audience. That doesn't mean that we can't serve national. Like I said, we, we work with Pepsi, Chipotle, Brother, and more. We facilitated international market entry for major supplement companies, multilingual SEO, which is a whole other thing because it works the same way. People in Spanish searching for keyword terms have different search volumes than English. So you might be missing an entire market in your backyard by not translating what you're doing. Uh, so uh, but yeah, predominantly geographically focused companies. We prefer, you know, if those companies, if they have a marketing person internally, it, it is typically easier, uh, mainly because founders are busy people. Like you have to run your company, you're probably out there selling your stuff to and maybe you're taking coaching on scaling or considering implementing traction or something, but 
Um, that's kind of the profile of who we work with. But ultimately, anyone seeking to grow their business, bottom line revenue, we went over that terminology, like profit, that's who I'd love to be. That's who we work really well with. Um, and even if we're not the right fit now, at least we can give them free education and guidance for their journey and reconnect later. I love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? You can email hello at nuclearnetworking.com. That's probably one of the easiest ways. Thanks. You All also right. mentioned that there's a, um, you have an opt-in. <laughs> All right. Quick Adele joke there. Hello. Anyway. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> back to your, sorry, what did you ask about opt-in? At Nuclear <laughs> Networking, you, you mentioned that there was a report that they could get. Yeah. Yeah, so if you go to nuclearnetworking.com or N-U-K-N-E-T, shortened.com, same redirect, there's a huge call to action there that says, improve my marketing now. Pretty much any big button you see is going to take you to that page, but here's what that page does. Because some, some listeners are like, I've already done this. I've already worked with an SEO company. I've gotten some report. It was mystical. It was meta tags, title descriptions, JavaScript parsing, and all this language I don't understand. We do things quite a bit differently. We show you what your competitors are doing right now in your own backyard, if it's working, because let's do that before you spend any money, because they could be blowing tons of money and that doesn't mean that it's working. And so <laughs> right? let's show you that first in a digestible, easy to understand format. And then let's show you what Google thinks of you. And if we were to do marketing, what we would recommend and why, and about how much that would cost and maybe when you could expect to see results. So it's a much more digestible, 30,000 foot view, look at it, less technical. We do address the technical, but I think that we do a good job in educating in a digestible format. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Nice, I love it. And of course, peeps, we will have Tyler's links in the show notes. So just scroll down, go and click over to those while you're still listening. <laughs> and uh, I get to ask you now, Tyler, at what point yeah. in life did you know you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? We are all crazy. So it's good that you mentioned that genuinely because we have like that risk button in our head is broken. <laughs> so like other people are like, no, 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 no. I need security. I need a job and a regular paycheck. And what I'd say with you is that's great fear. Facebook and Google just laid off like 50,000 people. Those are the people that thought they, there is no security. There's never security. So it's the illusion of security because the person running your company and writing your checks right now is us. They're crazy. <laughs> so like, they're just doing the crazy for you and they create the illusion of security. So yeah. yay, everyone will sleep well tonight. So <laughs> I actually like, I, I didn't just wake up someday and go, man, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is great. It came out of survival. I, I had some health issues I dealt with for two years. Those are solved. Um, came out of nowhere. I had to quit my career in federal law enforcement. I was self-taught barely making rent out of one of my buddy's bedrooms for 300 bucks a month. And I was like, I need to figure something out quick. And at the time I couldn't actually go into an office. This was before working from home was cool. And yeah, I just self-taught, started learning, became obsessed with learning. And if you can enjoy the learning and the journey of building, the other stuff happens naturally. Because if you only focus on the win, you become an unhappy person. Because as it turns out, life is really hard. <laughs> and nothing. What? what? I know. So try to rewire your mind to become obsessed with learning, helping others, um, and, and just growing. And by nature, all of those things are crucial to the success of a company. And 
that's kind of when I when I saw it working and I learned those truths, that's when I kind of figured it out. Oh, this is different than I was told when I grew up. Like, I like this world better. So nice. I love it. You have been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't prepare anything for the last words, but I would say, yeah, just surround yourself with people who have done far more than you have currently. Like I always believe in mentorship. Um, you should always be mentored and be mentoring. And so try to plug in. Isolation is not a good way to grow your business. Like hang out with other crazies like us and, and share ideas and share problems and try to find people that you can connect with because they'll really, that matters quite a bit. I had a lot of support in growing to where I am now. So that, that would be what I would tell people. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have fun. <laughs> Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to 7 to 8. If you're interested in upping your speaking game, be sure to connect with our guests with the links in the show notes and connect with me to see how we can help you get your tech done for you and help your speaking dreams come true.